This week on our Halloween episode, we interview Lindsay Payne Johnstone of the Downtown Bellingham Partnership about Downtown Bellingham's trick-or-treating plans this year. We also begin our Best of Halloween Candy Bracket and share some last-minute costume ideas. I'm Nathan Dwyer, and alongside Mark Bagley and Chris Roselli, we are the Whatcom Dads Podcast. You guys are both Catholics, so I just have a question real quick. Are either of you able to perform an exorcism? Because one of my kids is difficult the last two weeks. I'm willing to give it a try. Are you in? I, I, I'll help you. Yeah. You can see what happens. A little holy water. You need a crucifix and holy water. Okay. I got plenty of crucifixes. Yeah, we're in. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not going to reveal which kid it is to protect their anonymity. But I tell you what, about three of the last ten days, they have acted like a completely different person for two or three hours straight in the evening. And we don't know what's going on. Well, I have a theory. And? I would guess it's maybe some trauma. It might be too strong of a word, but just back into the school thing and... Tired, getting up early, the whole bus, maybe there's something going on in the classroom. That would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, we tried to run through everything in our head and ask sort of leading questions to see if there's anything going on, and we got nothing. And it sort of wasn't consecutive days. It was like a day, and then a couple-day break, and then a day, a couple-day break, and then it happened again. And so we finally did reach out to the teacher. And it was kind of hard because we haven't met the teacher. It's COVID school. And so we basically said in an email, you don't know us yet. And you barely know our child, (laughs) but has anything been going on because they have been acting completely out of character? And the teacher indicated, no, there was nothing, but she'd keep an eye on it and indicated that if it didn't get better, she could make a referral to the school counselor. And I I don't know that we're there yet, but gosh, it was one of the first times with the kids that we just felt really helpless. Like we used our tools. There was nothing left in the toolbox and it was not pleasant. So... You know, I think Amy would be okay with me saying this. She was saying just yesterday how her third graders, which she loves her class, uh, emotionally, they're more like second graders. So hmm. there's this there, – everybody's a bit behind in trying the to – Development f- and – Yeah. And so – That makes sense. I think yeah. everybody's trying to sort of sort that out, including our little ones. And they haven't been around anybody but family. I mean, yeah. just – they're – their friends are almost like strangers, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're stuck into a classroom for several hours. Yeah. And they have to sit at opposite ends of a six-foot table for lunch, and they can only do recess with their grade. It, it really looks different, but I will continue to give credit to the districts and the teachers. They are making the best of this, and so far, it seems like school is going well from a COVID standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Lexi made an interesting point yesterday as well when we were talking about this she's a sophomore and she said the last full year of school that she had was seventh grade yep what that's what's so crazy i mean time is just it, it, time's not even real anymore it seems so that wow. was her last so she had a it, it changed in eighth grade for her all of ninth grade was online for the most part she went back towards the end of the school year and this year will be her first well and ben was saying that spring quarter at Western will be the first spring quarter on campus for freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's been a year since we started fumbling around with this podcast. <laughs> and one of the first things I remember us doing, Chris, I don't remember which episode it was, but uh, I passed on to you the, what are they called, zombie Skittles that my kids had collected when they were <laughs> trick-or-treating. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And do you remember how great they tasted? Oh, they're awful. <laughs> they were all good until you got that one. Yep. It was like one out of every four was just completely disgusting, uh-huh. right? Yep, yep. Well, we are now in October, a year later, and so this week we're sort of going to have a Halloween-themed show. We wanted to get it out early in October so that those of you who don't listen immediately when the show comes out can have some tips and pointers and some thoughts about uh, maybe some activities that you can do with your family for Halloween. But what would Halloween be without Halloween candy? Oh, wouldn't exist. It'd be like Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in honor of Halloween, we're going to do something that's not original in the least bit, has been done by many a website or online platform. We're going to do a Halloween candy bracket. All right. Oh, yes. Bring it on. Bring it on. We have 32 of the most popular Halloween candies. And I will tell you right now, Twizzlers is going to get out in the first round. First round. We've done brackets before. Here's how it works. You guys both vote. My vote only comes into play if there's a tie. Okay. We've got 16 matchups this week. We'll whittle it down next week and go until we have a winner. Man, I you're the best podcast maker master guy. Oh, yeah. You know how bad this podcast would be if it was just the two of us, Chris? We would literally have – we'd stare at each other and just – we wouldn't or even talk. just giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, have a bourbon. Maybe. So I took these 32 candies, and I randomly put them in this order. So there's no seeding involved. This was complete luck of the draw. Okay. All right. Let's cue the music. First matchup, Twix versus Tootsie Pops. Twix. Tootsie Pops. Oh, my God. Not, not even close. Tootsie Pops. How many licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? A one, two, two three. Crunch. Three. Three. (laughs) Listeners under 30 have no idea what you just did. The best is when the owl goes, I I just, any non-chocolate candy is not going to make it in the final bracket. But the Tootsie Pops last forever. They do. And I do like the varying flavors that you can get with the Tootsie Roll in the middle. Nathan, the winner is? Twix. Boom! Oh, man. Twix is one of my favorite candy bars. It's good. Next first round matchup. Heath Bar versus Jolly Ranchers. Heath Bar. Heath Bar, yes. My wife's favorite. My mom's favorite. My dad's favorite. Wow. I just ate Jolly Ranchers. Amy just bought a bag for her kids in the classroom. They're so I, sticky. They're Yeah, it's like the wor- that is a dentist's nightmare. Or maybe not. Ooh. It's the dentist boat. The boat payment. <laughs> the dentist lobby is pushing hard for Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Dum Dum Lollipops or M&M's? M&M's. 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 Wait, did you s- clarify? Any kind of M&M's. See, the problem with Dum Dums is a cheap knockoff of the Tootsie Pops. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a completely different lollipop. Oh, no. The Cheap knockoff. Although I do like the butterscotch or the butter rum dum-dums. Those are good. Root beer dum-dums. Oh, those are good too. I agree. All day long. Next matchup. (laughs) Sour Patch Kids versus Runts. Oh. 
I'm not a sour guy, and I do like banana runs. I'm one of the few folks, few guys who likes banana runs. I don't know what a runt is, so I'm going to say, uh, what was the other one? Sour Patch Kids? Yeah, oh, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids carries the day. All right, yeah, they are a more popular candy. Runts have, it's like little grapes. There's the yellow banana. Hmm. There's we'll get you some runts. Please, thank you. Yeah, they're good. Okay. Next up, Snickers versus Smarties. Ooh, Smarties is the only time I ever have Smarties. Halloween. Interesting. It's a tough matchup. I got to go Snickers. Snickers really satisfies. Smarties is maybe my top 10 easily. But I'm a guy who loves Necco wafers. I mean, it doesn't surprise yeah. you. See, and growing up Catholic, I think I mentioned this in our last podcast. Podcast. I love Necco wafers because we used to pretend it was uh, the communion host. Yeah, of course. And when we were too young to have communion, we used to just pretend one of us was the priest and the other one. We <laughs> 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 just give each other fake communion wafers over nice. and over again. Yeah. Blow pops or junior mints? Oh man, you know I did love blow pops as a kid. Uh, that was really, oh, really, really great. You know, Junior Mints are just sort of a crummy knockoff of a York Peppermint Patty. I'd much, you know, I like York Peppermint Patties better. Junior Mints are fine. I'm going to go Blow Pop. I'm going to go Junior Mints. Blow Pop wins. Junior Mints is a movie theater candy only. <laughs> Blow Pops. I agree. That's Blow a- Pops greater than or better than Tootsie Pops all day long in my book. Oh, no, no, no. They're, uh... One thing I learned, though, is, is that blow pops do stick to your dental work. They're really? They're not as good as other kind of gums, mm. shockingly. Good to know. How many of your children are currently in dental work? Uh, both of them, actually, yes. So uh, no blow pops for them? No. <laughs> Next up, Mike and Ike's versus Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Gotta go Reese's. Yeah, Mike and Ike's are delicious, but dude, Reese's. Tough matchup for that one, but yeah, Reese's, Reese's moves on. Yeah. Butterfinger versus Tootsie Roll. Butterfinger. Tootsie Roll's fake chocolate. I like them, but I just... Meh. Butterfinger. Yeah. That would have been close for me, but I think Butterfinger also would carry the day. They're Tootsie good. Roll is sort of an, I think, out-of-date candy these days. You know, you're interesting. I mean, I, you kind of poo-poo in the Tootsie Pop, but you're like, okay, the Tootsie Roll's okay. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Tootsies. But why would you mix a lollipop with a Tootsie Roll? Why would you... Like, that's... Silly. It's the surprise in the center. There's no surprise. The owl told you already that there's a Tootsie Roll in but, the middle. But didn't you ever try to do the count the licks? I'm sure I did. Do I look like I have that kind of self-control? Uh, probably not. I, I might have. I've gotten all the way down. I, I took the challenge as a kid. One lick at a time? One lick at a time. But I didn't lick it like with just my... I sucked on it until I could get all the way down. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't wear down evenly. You, it, it gets down to the Tootsie That's on one true. side. So you want to reconsider your uh, vote? No, I still yeah not Tootsie Rolls are fine. It's just Tootsie Pops. Oh, I do like Tootsie Pops. But want to uh, reconsider that and get that back on the board? What was, what was it up against? Uh, Tootsie Pops lost out to Twix. No, Twix is like the um, that is royalty of candies. <laughs> Candy corn versus sweet tarts. It's your turn. Sweet tarts. I'll go sweet tart. I like sweet tarts. Yeah, sweet tarts are top five for me. Candy corn. By the way, uh, listeners and you guys, true story. You take some some uh, candy corn and peanuts, put them together in your hand, throw them in your mouth, and taste just like a payday. Good to know. Yeah. Do you guys ever eat M&Ms with popcorn? No. Uh, no. Delightful. Really? Delightful. A little sweet and salty. Next oh. up, 
I'm not a big payday fan. Just FYI. Every once in a if I feel like I want to pretend I'm eating something healthy. Eat a payday? Yeah. Okay. Payday did not make the list, by the way. Yeah. Dots versus Skittles. I'll take Skittles. Dots get all gummy in your teeth. I'll go Skittles as well. Skittles win. Dots, yeah. The, That's another you, theater you get, the food. Little, you get the little box, and you and there's always some stuck in there, and you got to reach your finger in. and Yeah. It's too much. Too much work. Good and Plenty versus Ooh. Nestle Crunch. Oh. Nestle Crunch. <laughs> I like Good and Plenty, but good, Nestle good Crunch. Good Plenty's fine, but Nestle Crunch is just a great candy yeah. for Halloween. Nes- Nestle Crunch advances. What do you think I would have voted for? The good uh, and plenty. Good and plenty. Clearly. Because you like weird candy. Here's a tough one. Kit Kats versus Bazooka Joe or Double Bubble Bubble Gum. No, compa- no contest for me. Well, you're going to go Kit Kat because yeah, you're a Twix guy. Yeah, one of my top candies is Kit Kat. As you know, I eat them all the time out of your office. You do. So I'm going to say Bubble Gum. Just put the pressure on him. There you go. Bubblegum, yeah. That is ridiculous. Oh, oh. oh my gosh, listeners! Oh my gosh, like you... ten or twelve chews and oh. the flavor's gone. You just spit it out and throw in a new one. Okay, there has to be an opportunity for listeners to veto a poor decision by this group. No. Oh, okay. I make the rules. <laughs> his game. It is his game. <laughs> Starburst versus Almond Joy. Oh, Almond Joy. I do you know like why. Al- why? Because sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Almond Joy's got nuts. Peter Paul Mounds? Don't. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I think we probably are like guilty of copyright infringement with the rendition of these hey, jingles. We, they, we just cannot be faulted that they have good jingles. That's I'll right. I would have gone Starburst, but Almond Joy carries the day. Starburst, Pink Starburst is my favorite, without a doubt. I like the Pink Starburst. Three matchups left. Milky Way versus Nerds. Oh, Nerds are good, but Milky Way, so delicious. I'll go Milky Way. Milky Way carries the day. Milky Way Dark is a good one, too. Yeah, that is really good. Very good candy bar. Three Musketeers versus Milk Duds. Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers, hands down, yep. yep. Final matchup, Baby Ruth versus the traditional Hershey's chocolate bar. I think it's your turn. I'll stick with the classic, Hershey's. I think I'll go Hershey's as well. I would do that as well. It's unanimous. Baby Ruth, I feel like the ratio, too many nuts or something. Yeah, there's something weird. wrong with it. Yeah, I there's, agree. There's something wrong. Yeah. So we didn't get like a marathon bar... We didn't get uh, Mary Jane's. What are you, old? What do you want? Marathons. Wax? You want wax really Coke good. bottles in some, here? And Whoppers, some, bottle caps, candy some cigarettes, clove gum while we're at it. Some candy cigarettes. That would have been fantastic. All right, folks. Stay tuned. Next week, we will cut this list down to eight. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need us, we will be here.
Welcome to the Welcome Dads podcast. We are here with Lindsay Payne Johnstone, who is the program director for the Downtown Bellingham Partnership. Uh, right here in Bellingham, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast with us. We really appreciate having you. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell us a little bit about the Downtown Bellingham Partnership before we get uh, rolling a little bit. Yeah, sure thing. Um, we are Downtown's neighborhood nonprofit. Um, we work to further the health and growth of our city center, um, really through economic development initiatives, placemaking initiatives, um, like alley activation projects and pop-up programming um, in urban settings. We do events like Downtown Sounds and First Friday Art Walks. Um, we coordinate quarterly downtown meetings that bring together stakeholders, uh, so small business owners and residents. And we basically just work to make downtown a thriving center center that everyone can call their own neighborhood. But one of our programs that we're trying to bring back um, post, like during COVID, I guess, we it was um, it's our insiders program. So it's essentially downtown's um, loyalty program. So you can sign up to donate monthly to the partnership at like a five, 10, $15 tier, 25 or more. And in return, you get a little card that you present at businesses. Um, so you can get discounts at like Black Sheep or Fringe or Third Planet. Um, that's your basic five level tier. And then there's um, different perks past that that can include like upgrades at like our wine walk for VIP, um, downtown sounds VIP in the beer garden. And so that's just a really kind of fun, engaging way to support our work and our efforts. And then you're getting some perks in return. And then we also do, we also coordinate of um, various committees and that's more of, I think, kind of less residential, but there's there's um, room for that if residents are interested. But we have outreach committees, barn restaurant network, retail um, um, design committees. There's a lot of different ways to engage with what we're doing. So Lindsay, it's October and about 20 years ago when my kids were in the trick-or-treating prime of their life, uh, we would head downtown and do the uh, Halloween uh, activities down there. And it was always so much fun. And we remember just loads and loads of people and costumes and the whole thing. I'm assuming that's happening again this year. Yeah, it is. We did do, um, we took the time to do some outreach, not to just assume that like, uh, you know, the business, like everyone would be down to do it, but we, we sent out a merchant survey. Um, we got some really good feedback and the the majority was definitely like, yes, please do trick or treat. And if businesses um, don't feel like it's the right time for them, we respect their decision and, you know, they'll, they, they won't participate. We're getting a lot of positive feedback to bring trick or treat back. So we're doing that on Friday, October 29th from three to five. We're really excited. We're encouraging all activities to be outdoors and they generally are. Um, there's like really no, like families and kiddos don't just like go into small businesses and run around, you know, it's like all it takes place outside anyways. But yeah, we're excited. We're going to encourage mask wearing in congested areas because I'm sure that will happen at some point. But um, yeah, like social distancing, encouraging tongs to pass out treats and goodies and all that stuff. But um, yeah, we we're excited to be able to bring that back for the community. It's really important. I always say it's the downtown trick or treat is two hours of my favorite time of year in downtown because it's just so stinking cute. Yeah, it's, it's really a lot of fun. And if I remember correctly, it's not just the kids that dress up. Moms and dads dress up and pets and the whole thing. Business owners, staff, employees, like we have an archive of amazing photos over the years. Um, it's just really sweet. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited. And then the parks department, they will also be doing an event uh, at the Depot Market also from three to five. But um, it's like a, a candy free, um, I think hands free game. They're gonna have like over 
12 booths that are games for kids um, preschool to second grade, I think. And yeah, we'll be sure to make sure that, you know, people are practicing social distancing as best as we can. But I just think people are really ready for that celebratory seasonal vibe. So we're and we're happy to do it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of businesses are really ready to kind of try to move past this uh, last 18 months or so and really kind of embrace being outside, bringing everybody back together and and having a celebration. So Friday night before Halloween, three to five. And is there any cost to families to participate in this? Not, nope, not in the trick or treat. Uh, businesses provide all the candy. Um, yeah, just come down. There's parking in the commercial street parking garage. I will check if the city will make that free. They typically do. They typically will uh, change the machine so that it's free at starting at three instead of five. Thank you for that. I just made myself a mental to-do list. Nope, <laughs> no problem. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's no free. Just yeah, get get all dressed up and come down and, and enjoy yourself. Are there any local businesses that are notorious for giving out the big candy bars or the best treats that you're aware of? I'm going to plug El Capitan's right now, Mark. He's like in all of like so many of our photos over like the last decade. Um, but he used to be on railroad. He's been downtown for like 20 years. So he used to be on railroad and now he's on the corner of Chestnut and Cornwall. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give him a shout out because I feel like he's always a really happening spot. For families who haven't been downtown trick-or-treating, how do they know which businesses are participating and which ones may not be? Uh, we will have an online map on our website and probably we typically make a Facebook event. And so we'll direct folks both to our website and to the Facebook event for more information. It, the map is not to scale whatsoever like it's like sometimes up to like 200 businesses will participate so we basically will organize the map by streets um i don't think by block i think definitely by street and then we'll kind of just use like witch hats or bat symbols and put them all over the map to kind of just show like where there's a heavy concentration of participating businesses or not um so yeah that map will be available Hopefully the week before the event, maybe the week of, but it just gives parents and families a gist to see who's participating. And then it will list out um, which businesses on what blocks are participating. Well, we'll make sure to put a link to the uh, partnership website in our show notes. So as we get closer, families can click on that and find the relevant information. So once we get uh, through Halloween and into the later fall and uh, early December, are there any other holiday related activities coming up downtown? Absolutely. We are kind of fine tuning what that programming will look like. But last year during COVID, we so normally we do our tree lighting holiday festival at the Depot Market the first Saturday of December. Um, so we, of course, we couldn't do that last year. So we um, came up with the Santa sightings where like kiddos could come wave at Santa from a distance, get a picture with him from a distance. So Boundary Bay hosted that in their beer garden, like in their alley. And they called it like, I don't know candy cane lane it was so cute and they super went all out like boundary does got it like everything super decked out and then the second saturday um was at in the bay street village studios and they so we just kind of like a moving santa and we had a a big like um mailbox and kiddos could come bring their letters like pre-written letters to santa which so many kids brought i was really stoked (laughs) so i think we're gonna try to expand on that um try like what we ideally we would love to do a santa sighting starting um, 
Saturday, Thanksgiving weekend, which is also when we kick off our shop small Saturday and then have a changing location every Saturday in downtown. I think we will do like the city sponsors this awesome tree. And I think regardless, we will like do the tree lighting. It's all outdoors. Um, Woods Coffee typically does a bunch of like um, hot cocoa and cookies for kiddos. And we do have Santa and we've had some performances in the past. And so we're still kind of fine tuning what the programming will look like. But yeah, we'll have some Santa sightings. We'll have our tree lighting festival. And then we're um, talking about ideas for some window displays as well to just make downtown a really fun festive attraction during during November and December. All right, on Lindsay, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time. We're really fortunate to have you and the Downtown Bellingham Partnership as a part of our downtown community. I know that you've been really instrumental in a lot of our great events, uh, Downtown Sounds, and of course, the trick-or-treating and wine walk, uh, and of course, uh, the partnership's uh, um, advocacy for our downtown businesses. We're very fortunate to have you all in our community. Thank you. That's sweet. Thank you, Chris. All right, let's talk briefly about some Halloween safety tips. Uh, This is going to be dark, as it always is. It may be rainy, as it often is here in the Pacific Northwest. I'll link a few articles in the show notes that talk about kid safety during Halloween. But anything that you guys have encountered or you've decided to do with your kids or Mark did with your kids just to make sure it's a safe holiday and they make it through to the other end? Never let them go alone, obviously. Yep. Mom or dad or mom and dad were always with them. Um, well-lit neighborhoods only go neighborhoods with sidewalks. Yep. Which are kind of our criteria. Yep. Look for the home with the light on. Yep. Yep. Did you carry flashlights? Um, no. We, we never did either. I bet the Dwyers do. Well, glow sticks are a big thing. Yeah, oh, glow those sticks are great. Things you snap and they yep. huh? and the glow necklaces. Glow necklaces are great, yep. This article says... Uh, you could take some reflective tape and just put it on their back of their costume or mm-hmm. on their bag or their yeah, Halloween bucket, just so there's another thing there. Another thing is just to make sure their costume isn't a tripping hazard. The last mm-hmm. thing I think you'd want is a kid running around, especially when they're older and out on their own, tripping yep. over it, end up with some sort of uh, fall or scrape that they can't recover from. That happened one year with Lexi, tripped on her princess dress, and we were running down this steep driveway. Absolutely ate it, and trick-or-treating was over. (laughs) Um, Another thing is, maybe for the kids in the teenage age group, don't be looking at your phone when you're walking around. Yeah. Uh, You want to be paying attention for cars. You don't want to have your headphones in. When you're looking down at your phone, you might trip and fall. So maybe leave your phone at home. Is that a thing? Enjoy an evening. That's never going to happen. No. Yeah. Can I ask a question that's a little off subject, but you brought up teenagers. How old is too old to trick-or-treat? I was just going to ask that same question. What's your, what do you think? You know, I don't... High school? I was going to say if you could drive. So high school, but you could be 18 in high school. I, I, I was going to think like freshman year of high school might be your last year of trick-or-treating. I think if you drove yourself there, you shouldn't be getting any free candy. But if you yeah. walked or took your bike, I'll hook you up. 14, 15? And also it depends on... The effort. If I see a high schooler who's really put in the effort and looks great, I just, you know, the kid who puts like some, you know. A mask on and just regular. Yeah, or like their football helmet on. And it's like, I'm a football player. It's like, no, here, you you get the crunk. You get the Tootsie Pop or the Dum Dum. That's what I'm going to give you. The Dum Dum, please. I'll give you the Dum Dum. Thank you. Yeah, they're not getting the Kit Kat. 
Yeah, I, when the kids are bigger than you, <laughs> when you open the door and you look up at the trick-or-treaters, that's I think maybe it's a little – they've trick-or-treated a little too long. Yeah, I mean, Alyssa being in seventh grade, she's still stoked to go trick-or-treating. She's really excited about it. Annette started something, and I may have talked about this last Halloween, I'm not sure, but uh, where when the kids got home from trick-or-treating, they would dump their candy out, and they were allowed to keep 25 pieces each. And the rest was given to the spirit of Halloween, and it would mean a big bowl in the middle of the table. And then that evening, the spirit of Halloween would take the candy and leave them a present. And the spirit of Halloween's name was Mark? Yes. Then the candy went to my office. <laughs> That's a great idea. That is a brilliant idea. That's all my wife. And so the kids got to keep, keep some candy, huh. but then they got a car or a doll or whatever, you know, was kind of a fun little toy in exchange for the candy. Wow. There are some dentists locally who take in the candy mm-hmm. and trade for money prizes or money yeah. and things. Yep. Well, we heard from Lindsay earlier about trick-or-treating going on at the downtown area here in Bellingham. Here's just a few other spots where you might uh, go for some Halloween-type activities. The Bellingham Bells on Friday, October 29th, are running a sort of a drive-through trick-or-treating at Joe Martin Field. They've got costume contests, activity bags for the first 500 kids, full-size candy bars for the first 500 kids. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Maybe we should go. Heck yeah, I'm in. Uh, On Saturday, it sounds like Ferndale's getting hopping on Saturday, there's a mystery in the park at Pioneer Park, and then also trick-or-treating in downtown Ferndale on Saturday. Also at the Farmer's Market, there's a pumpkin hunt on Saturday, so that's the day before uh, Halloween. And then from the 21st to the 30th, also out in Ferndale, there's the Whatcom Frightmare. It's a haunted house, and I did note on their advertising that some days are lighter scares than others, so maybe more appropriate for the younger kids, which is something that is amazing. That wasn't around when I was a kid. You got the yeah. full meal deal if you went to a haunted house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's yeah. a lot of places sort of staggering it and giving you some advanced guidance as to how scary it's going to be. So, listeners, feel free to check those out uh, as some other alternatives. It sounds like you could do something Friday, something Saturday, and then Sunday, actually Halloween, maybe hit your own neighborhood. So that sounds great. It could become a full weekend of, right of fun for folks. There's also lots of pumpkin patches around, and yep. I don't know if they still have corn mazes up out in Linden. There's but... a corn maze also at uh, um, Bellwood Acres. Oh, there you so, go. Yep. yep. Lots of activities. Yeah. All right, on Whatcom Dads Recommend, we're going to talk about last-minute costume ideas. Have you guys ever been invited to a party last minute and had to just throw something together so that you could fit in? Yes. It happened to me in college basically every year. Uh huh. Right. I would say, I'm not going to a Halloween party. Yep. And then like, oh, I guess everyone else is going. Let's put something together. Yep. So any ideas either for adults or kids as to something you can just throw together last minute and uh, get out the door and have a passable Halloween costume. In college, I had my two favorite costumes I ever did were in college. One year, and they were both last minute. One, I was a Christmas tree. So I had green sweats, a green sweatshirt. I put on green face paint, and then I made a little cone top, and uh, I made some popcorn balls, and I just stuck them to myself, and then I stood next to the keg, and plugged myself in. I had lights wrapped around me. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and I didn't move. All my life, just the beer was there and everybody kind of came to me. It was, it was the best college party nice. ever. That's yeah. great. That's really good. <laughs> I'm not a costume guy. I don't have the, I don't have the creativity. I'm not good at it. I think two that stand out to me are 
it's easy to just go as like a golfer if you have a <laughs> yeah. golf club and maybe a silly hat and yeah. you can roll your pants up and carry your club with you and I think that was one that I pulled off in college. And then the other one that's easy is like tourist. If you've got a Hawaiian shirt, a maybe, camera, camera, an old yeah. plastic lay, you can just throw those on real quick. <laughs> Anything you could throw on for your kids real quick if you needed to get them out the door? Um, I mean, there's some classics, right? Ghost. Yeah. Mummy. Sheet. Yeah. Yeah. So there was the one year we uh, somehow tied a dollar bill behind each of Ben's ears. <laughs> he was a buccaneer. Oh, I like those kind of ones. <laughs> I, I think I even thought of that one. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like a dad joke mixed with a dad costume. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Um, other ones that are easy to do, like if your kid plays a sport, like baseball player, soccer yeah. player, make a silver medal out of some aluminum foil and they could be an Olympian. Um, I've also seen like crayon where they just dress all in one color and you put some kind of cone head on them. Uh, I think you can get away with those pretty easy. Parents lead busy lives, man. I mean, I, how many years did you all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, it's Halloween, it's Halloween today and we have to figure out how to get our kids dressed up. Thank God for my wife. <laughs> or else both kids would have been buccaneers every year. <laughs> Well, folks, if you find yourself in a bind, there's a couple ideas that hopefully will get you to the party in time. Thanks to Lindsay Payne Johnstone for joining us. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson and Cole Attorneys. And don't forget you can reach the show by emailing us at whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we provide our first ever movie review. When we review the movie Fatherhood, check it out on Netflix before next week's episode. And we'll also interview Chris's children to get a perspective of a tween and a teen about parenting and what kids their age are struggling with. So my mom told me to leave the peach cobbler in the kitchen alone. But every time I went downstairs, there he was, taunting me in his little peach shoes. <laughs> That's oh, a good that one. Little sneaky cobbler. <laughs> Think anyone dresses up for Star Wars for Halloween? This is a Star Wars themed one. Oh yeah, Star Wars is still big, right? What did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K? I have I don't no know. idea. HD, am I? <laughs> That's an exceptional joke. That's really good. That is really good. How do you know God is a baseball fan? Ooh, I don't know how. Uh, the Bible starts with in the big inning. Oh. <laughs>